I'm Arie Schwartz, along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. A big honor and joy to welcome a household name in the WNBA. She played in the W, won Olympic medals for the Opals, won a Coach of the Year award, and a WNBA championship. Now, coaches the Opals, and more importantly, the New York Liberty. Liberty head coach, Sandy Brondello. like our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com you looking to get tickets for the upcoming WNBA season thanks to our sponsor TickPick, you don't have to worry the original no fee ticket site and official ticketing partner of the WNBA champion chicago sky use the link www.tickpick.com backslash Winsider for all your upcoming ticket purchases for WNBA, NFL, NBA, or any other event. Coach, welcome to the show. So happy to have you to chat all things New York Liberty. And really selfishly, I love speaking with you because I always walk away feeling like I learned something. But how are you and where are you right now? Yeah, no, thanks for having me on the show today. Um, I am traveled all day from Sydney, Australia, and am now in Belgrade, Serbia, getting ready for the World Cup qualifier with the Australian Opals. So it's been a busy day, but uh, happy to be here. How long was that flight? That was a, a quite a long flight. It's 14 hours from Sydney to Dubai. I think we had about a five-hour stop over there and then another six hours to Serbia. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, that's what you have to do when you live uh, in Australia, you live so far away from a lot of countries. <laughs> wow. Well, I'd never want to fly that long. But before we get into your new job as New York Liberty head coach, I want to ask you something because I recently was reading your Wikipedia page. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if you wrote it or maybe your kids wrote it. But is it true that your father built you a grass court to play basketball in? when you were a kid growing up. I feel like it sounds like the basketball version of Field of Dreams. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say. I think the grass was already there. What he did, we had a water tank in the backyard and, um, you know, if, that was a long time ago. And he built me a backboard because my mother couldn't drive, so it couldn't take me into the city, which was about 35 minutes away to practice. And my dad's a sugarcane farmer. So for six months, seven months of the year, it's obviously very, very busy. So he just got some wood together, you know, about, you know, six slabs of wood and painted it white and put the square on it and got a ring and, and just, you know, put it up on the, the water tank and I would just go out and shoot hoops. So I only could do that. So I was probably good at um, catch and shoot and one bounce because, you know, two bounces with an uneven grass court wasn't ideal. <laughs> That's how you got so good at your handles, I have to imagine, trying to. <laughs> yeah, handle, I think my shooting there. was better than my handles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I do want to expand on that, your upbringing a little bit. You know, you grew up in Queensland. I, I want to know, I mean, how did you fall in love with this game? Tell us your story a little bit from your childhood to your youth, to pros, to opals, to WNBA. I know that's a whole show within itself, but yeah. just a little bit about your your, your journey from start. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I my sister, it's just, it just happened that my sister joined a team um, with some of her friends and I was watching her. Uh, we lived outside of Mackay uh, in a little town called Draper's Siding and, and it's probably not even on the map. 
Um, but it was very small. But, you know, the, a team, a country team was looking for some more players um, out near where I lived and asked if I was interested. And, and I just fell in love with it, you know, from the first time I played. And I was really involved in track and field at that time and, and quite good. So I think I enjoyed just the, the you know, obviously having teammates, to be quite honest. Um, and, yeah, just, you know, I was a, I, I had a natural ability, I suppose you could say, and had, you know, pretty good success and, um, you know, I was like I said, the track and field, I was Australian champion in long jump when I was 12 years of age, but I always had more satisfaction by playing basketball. And at the age of 15, I chose basketball and, and put, you know, focused on that, went to the Australian Institute of Sport at 17. A year later, I was playing for the Opals and, you know, just obviously living a dream and not, not even knowing what I could go on to next with, you know, playing pro, but, uh, you know, loved playing for the Opals and then had the opportunity to go and play in Germany and then the WNBA and, um, yeah, you know, uh, 18 years later, that was that was my career. I was just, uh, you know, from starting as a semi-professional pro at 17 until the age of 36. And it was, you know, it was an awesome time that I had. And, um, you know, especially coming from a, you know, my dad's a sugarcane farmer. There was only 50 kids that went to my whole primary school. Um, so, you know, I have, sometimes I have to pinch myself about where I am at the moment. Yeah, no doubt about that. I have to go back from one track and field slash basketball person to another. That's, that's, that's such a fun fact. I did not know that about you. Um, I was a high jumper. So certainly a lot of respect going out to um, the the jump squad and the amount of work that has to go into that, into that. Um, Your WNBA experience, what was your draft experience like? You know, you didn't, you didn't necessarily go through the collegiate system, obviously here in the States and you had a chance to play for the Miami soul uh, I think it was for two years during your career. That's that's a team that doesn't get talked about a lot. So I do. I want to ask about your draft experience and then what the soul was like. Yeah, look, my draft experience really was back in 1998, and I was uh, drafted in the fourth round by the Detroit Shock. Nancy Liebman Klein was the head coach um, at the time there, and um, there was a few Aussies on that team. And we, I can remember being in Japan when we got that call, and Michelle Timms was the first Australian to go the year before, and you know, we wanted to do that too. And, and being a real competitor, I wanted to play against the very best. But I think at that time, back in those days, I don't think Stray was heavily uh, scouted. Um, but yeah, went in the fourth round and, and, you know, playing in Detroit for two years was great. And then I sat out for the Olympic year in 2000 and there was an expansion draft and Miami picked me up. And uh, obviously everyone would love that experience living in Miami, especially a girl from Queensland that lives by the beach. Um, so it was really good for me. And uh, you know, after that, um, I ended up going to, you know, they folded Miami Soul and I signed for one year in, with the Seattle Storm and before focusing on my last year and playing basketball in 2004 with the Australian Opals and, you know, I finished playing basketball at the Athens Olympics. And then we fast forward many, many years. Obviously, going through your time as an assistant, your time with Phoenix, now you have taken over as the Liberty head coach. Um, I know we skipped a lot there. We'll kind of touch on it as we go back. But, you know, I, I think I would a lot of people, most people would probably agree. I mean, if there's a place to be right now, it is with the New York Liberty, uh, what this franchise is doing and um, the amount of support that is around. I mean, it is just um, I'm excited to see where this franchise can be in the next few years. I'm curious from your your standpoint, you know, the current makeup of this roster in terms of the standings of the league and it truly being in contention, where do you see it in this current current state? Well, I think um, it's it's always exciting in this free agency, isn't it? I mean, there's so much been going on, but look, I'm, I'm really happy 
with the the players that we've added. I think Steph Dolson, I think, you know, Jonathan and I were on the same page of what we needed. I think this team had a really strong foundation when I took it over. They showed a lot of improvement. And now it's just getting the right pieces to complement it to get it to that next level. And I think Steph Dolson is a key piece there and just giving us a big five or that big anchor in the middle that can be really effective for us at both ends of the floor. And, you know, everyone knows what she's capable of, but um, just excited to see the development of the other core, like Sabrina, I think, you know, uh, Benajah, Natasha, they're going to get better and better every year and you're getting a veteran player around it. I think that helps. I think re-signing Beck Allen is... is um, was really strong for us as well too. And, you know, the other younger players, I think Didi took steps forward this year, uh, last year, and, and, and Michaela as well, obviously Rookie of the Year. Um, you know, we've got Jocelyn Willoughby, uh, Kylie Shook, you know, all really talented players, got a really lot of potential. So, you know, we, we know, obviously, to win in this league, you have to have, uh, you know, talent. I think we have talent, but so does every team. I think we have to stay healthy. You know, it's a, this team didn't stay healthy last year and and then just be peaking at the right time. So I'm excited about the, the opportunity ahead and, and to working with these players and, um, you know, and really, you know, putting a lot of pressure on a lot of teams and seeing how far we can go. And I want, I want to talk a little bit about Beck Allen's skill set. I mean, in my opinion, it really, it seems like she's playing some of the best basketball of her career and she fits in with this roster so nicely. You know, last year, she kind of had to be used a little bit at the four a lot alongside um, Anuete. Um, you know, I think she's obviously that type of player that, you know, can be versatile and, and do a lot of different things. Do you project those two um, to kind of play in small lineups or do you, do you kind of expect her maybe going back to the three, just kind of getting technical with some of your rotations? Yeah, look, um, she'll, she'll be playing in the perimeter more for me. I mean, you know, will she play in the four as a backup? I mean, it depends on you know, injuries and teams that we're playing, to be quite honest. But, you right. know, I think Beck excels when she's playing more in her natural position in the two and the three and, you know, getting her off some down screens and flare screens out of movement, um, put her in actions, you know, as a spacer because we know she's a great shooter as well too. But she's a really a good defender with the length that she has. You know, she's able to guard from one to four and I think that's a luxury that this team will have. Um, and please excuse me, I also forgot to name Sammy Whitcomb and uh, I've been seeing, you know, I've been working with Semi the last week, so she was probably just fresh on my mind here. But look, you know, having someone like Semi as well on the team too, it's just a, it just adds another um, layer of how, you know, how aggressive we can be at both ends of the floor, and um, just another shooter too. So, some really, really great players. Really, you know, really excited, um, you know, to get to work. Well, we have to, you touched on it already. Um, I want to get your take on free agency, how it's evolved over time. Now, you know, we've, we've got players posting on social media, traveling to different cities, meeting in all over the country, whining and dining. On top of that, you're seeing super, super teams, you know, uh, superstars willing to take less. What are your thoughts on just free agency the last couple of years and just the hype that has been around it? Look, I think it's great for the league. You know, we're trying to obviously make this, um, you know, as visible as we can and, and exciting. And I think that's a, there's a lot of excitement during this period of time and we've got players that are moving. Uh, we all want to win a championship. So we're just trying to find the right pieces to do that. And, you know, you're going to see, you know, what your favourite player in a different jersey next year. And I think that just adds to the excitement. And um, I, I think it's great as long as, you know, the, the teams that I'm coaching are getting the players that, that we want. And I think we've done a good job of that. But, you know, other teams, you know, a lot of teams have improved. And like I said, in the end, the winner is is the WNBA because our goal is to make sure that we're getting as much visibility so we can continue to grow this great game of ours. Oh, I totally agree. And I think 
one of the huge aspects of free agency movement is it creates the conversation to continue throughout the whole offseason, right? Players or sorry, fans want to know what it's going to be like to have Steph Dolson on New York, right? Because we've known her for a huge portion of her career in Chicago and yes, also in DC, but it, it adds that excitement and it creates the conversation that continues throughout the whole year. And I think when we continue to do that, that's when we'll see the W truly blossom. But back to the Liberty, I, I want to ask a tough question. So excuse me, but you've game planned against this Liberty team. Obviously there's been some fluidity in the roster and I know you're not going to give away too much of, of, of your secret sauce, but you know, if you're willing to share any tidbits of your scout of them or talk to us about what the areas of improvement are in your mind. Yeah, look, I think I spoke about that in the press conference a little bit too, is like just going in. I think, you know, this is a team obviously can shoot a lot of threes. They're very, uh, you know, that's, you know, 30 per game and they shot at really high rate. So I think that's good. We know that threes is important, um, but I think, for us to, to get to that next level, we you know I think all teams are most effective when they have an inside-outside attack, um, and that's where Steph Dolson comes in. But she's also a very capable three-point shooter as well, which will open up the you know open up the floor for Tash and and other players like Benazia and that to get into the paint because I think you have to have a real good mixture um, inside-outside attack, and you know that's whether you know obviously. Defense, I think that's an area this team needed to get better at, and we'll have that will be our identity. But defensively, um, you know, that's creating offensively, um, you know, being aggressive where we can. But then offensively, it's just playing selfless basketball, to be quite honest. And you know, um, you know, if the threes are there, I think that's great. But we make have to make sure that we just being a little bit, a little bit more harder to guard in, in terms of uh, getting downhill, getting the getting the ball inside, and and maybe we'll create even better shots, um, especially having a player like Steph Dolson, who's a really great passer um, as a post player, and and that's a unique skill to have in that position. You clearly see my show notes because I wanted to talk about Steph Dolson's passing ability. Because when I looked at this Liberty team last year, I mean they were one of those teams that you just didn't want to face because they you everyone knew they had the ability to go up against the best teams in the league. And really push them to the limit. I mean, I lost track of how many of their games were down to the wire. And and for me, one of the big question marks was turnovers. And when you add an elite passer like Steph Dolson, I think you're elevating that and hopefully uh, kind of lessening the turnovers. But something I want to ask you as the coach, you know, so often when I talk to people in the W, players, GMs, anyone affiliated with the league, they talk about continuity and the importance of that to create success for the team. But very often we kind of skim over, skip over the continuity of coaches um, and how coaches can impact the players. So I'm curious for you, like, can you talk a little bit about the importance of continuity as a roster, but also just for a coach? Yeah, no, definitely. Look, um, and that's why I think like the second year, like last year, I think Jonathan did a great job of bringing some really good players in and they had a, they had to face a lot of adversity with their injuries as well. Um, but look, you, you, the more time you spend together, the better you get as a team. And, you know, Sabrina was a little bit injured. You know, we, we know that Tash, Natasha was out for a while too. And um, you want your best players to learn, you know, obviously how it all works on the court. So I think that continuity from year to year certainly does help, especially with your core group. So I'm excited about growing that. But then I think you also, you talked about the turnovers. You need that veteran leadership too, like how to win in those close games. And I think that's Steph, that's what Steph will bring. But also another year with the players, 
you know, that they have on this team from last year, just continue to play, you know, more time together because sometimes that's what it takes. Um, you know, as a, as a coach basically and, um, you know, I'm excited, you know, obviously I had eight great years in, in Phoenix and really great memories, but I'm ready to make some new memories with the New York Liberty and I think it's a really exciting, um, talented group and a wonderful organisation and, um, you know, hopefully I can spend another eight years with New York, but, you know, we want to we want to win, we want to be successful, but we want to play in the right way and, um, and you know, I can't wait. I think it's great. I think it's going to be one of the, the best leagues ever in the WNBA and it keeps going from strength to strength every single year. Well, you kind of touched on this. I mean, you kind of have a little bit of an advantage or maybe you don't see it as that way, but Sabrina, uh, Laney, Howard, and Dolson are all taking part in Team USA camp right now. Do you like, do you see that as an advantage of just getting those players together, you know, and getting a little bit more run together? Obviously, you're not coaching Team USA, so you don't get to, you know, say, hey, those ones are running together on this practice or during this game. But do you think that helps, you know, create a bond or relationship for these players to take over into the WNBA season? Yeah, definitely. Look, I, I think of those relationships, you know, we talk about culture. I think that's so important to building winning championship teams. And, you know, these players, obviously, just really quality people. And, I mean, they want to win, but I think they want to win in the right way. So I think forming those relationships and building them and, um, you know, through the good and the bad, that's where you can you can find, um, you know, the right culture and, and the success will come from that. Um, so I think that's great. It's got a great opportunity individually, obviously, for them to put the the you know play for USA basketball. I know everyone takes pride in representing their country, and and they will be no different. So I think that kind of helps. And then, like I said, it just takes time to get that co- cohesive unit. Um, you know, obviously, new coaching staff coming in. It's just making sure. You know, my goal is to make sure I put them in the right spots that we can be successful. And and when we're not, is we're learning from it and we're trying to make you know adapt to what we need to do to get to to the level that um, we want to win games at. And, and that's our goal. So excited, really, really excited about the challenge and um, just got a lot of potential on this team. You know, we're young, but we still got some veteran you know leadership there as well too. So and I think that's what you need to to get to that next level. You know, you you touched on the excitement of taking over a new team and how you had been with Phoenix for eight years. And I feel like I, I have to ask the question because so many WNBA fans, they think of you and they think of Phoenix and, and you've been linked to Diana Taurasi in that Phoenix era and the greatness there. But now you're in a totally different situation. And a lot of people, I mean, myself and Rachel included, are excited to see you in this new light. What is that light like for you um, is it kind of like a rebirth? Is it reinvigorating? Like, what does that feel like to you to be in this new situation? Um, look, I'm just really grateful to be still coaching the WNBA. I have so much passion for this game. I have for, for all my life, to be quite honest. And to get an opportunity with a you know an organization and and to lead a team like the Liberty, I mean that I think that would excite anyone. Um, but like I said, like I said, I love coaching. I like the challenge of day in, day out, trying to make not just players better, teams better. Um, you know, I'm a former player myself. I think that certainly helps um, with helping, you know, players handle whatever adversity, um, you know, that will come throughout a season because there will be adversity. That's just a part of it and it's how we handle it and how we get to that next level. So, like I, said, I, I love coaching in WNBA. I love competing against the very best coaches here and the very best teams and, um, yeah, just super excited and, and honored to to be the head coach of the Liberty. 
I speak for everyone in the world when we say we are so excited that you are in the W and so thrilled for this new opportunity. I've got a couple more questions for you before we let you go. I know you're probably exhausted and need to go get some sleep, but I want to ask, you know, the way your life is designed, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's just amazing what, what, you, what you've been able to do. How do you balance everything from the WNBA to the Opals to your family? And like you said, that adversity that comes with this game and just the makeup of this game and this lifestyle. Yeah, Rachel, I think, look, uh, you have to have a great support around you, especially, look, I'm a, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, and I'm also a coach, but I have a really supportive husband and children um, that love being a part of this journey as well. So I think that certainly helps, you know, obviously with all of being a coach as well. I mean, uh, it's he's been a you know great voice for me over the years and just that support, we make it work um, that we can, you know, everyone can live, you know, just live their dreams and... Um, just, you know, I think it is a busy lifestyle, but I, I just love what I do. Um, you know, I like to, I like to work hard. So I like the game of basketball, but I also love being a mum. and it's great that the, the, you know, our, our children can enjoy in the journey that we're on as well. Um, and I think that's great for them too, different experiences. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, they've traveled, lived all around the world as well. And now they get to, to spend some time in a, a really cool city of Brooklyn. <laughs> Last one I've got for you. What advice would you give the young girl growing up um, playing on a dirt road in Queensland, wanting to grow up as a professional in this game and to be successful in life? Yeah, look, I think it just comes back to just ha- really having fun. I mean, this is my passion. Find your passion and do every, do whatever it takes to get there. Um, but in the beginnings, you know, having positive role models, um, and then daring to dream, you know, I, I put out in the universe from a very small town outside of Mackay that I wanted to play for Australia. And, you know, not, not everyone thought that was possible from where I came from. Um, but look, anything's possible, you know, if you have the will to do it. And I think you just got to keep believing in yourself, um, have the right people around you in the circle and, um, you know, just keep working hard and, and, and enjoy the process. Thank you so much, Sandy Brondello, for joining us today and joining our podcast. Always a pleasure to have you on. We wish you the absolute uh, best success these coming months and, and obviously the rest of your agency into the draft and into this WNBA season. I'm so excited to see what this Liberty roster can do. We appreciate your time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Looking to sponsor an episode of the Winsider Show? Email us, info at winsider.com. If you're making some WNBA merchandise purchases at Breaking Tea, use the link breakingtea.com backslash Winsider. Have a great day.